morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another terrific Tuesday, friends, for Torch Report 366. Today, the Durham Report, Digital Guardrails and Genetic Surveillance. You may be wondering if it is possible to talk about all of these things all at once, and I say let's go ahead and give it a try. But first, surprise! Surprise! You know, special counsel John Durham, the uh, the guy who was appointed to investigate the FBI's crooked investigation of all things related to the Trump-Russia collusion narrative, which was, in fact, a hoax. Uh, nearly three years later, special counsel John Durham has just released the destined-to-be-infamous Durham report, which dropped like a bombshell in the 24-hour news cycle. Everybody's talking about it. It's important. It's historic. And, friends, I would truly be remiss to ignore it. So it's somewhat begrudgingly that I'm going to... You know, just kind of touch on the Durham report here. I did put some links in the report, friends, to the best write-up of the Durham report, uh, where I found the best comments regarding the Durham report, and also the official 316-page document of the Durham report at the .gov website. So uh, just so you know, you know, Trump summed it up real simple. He said, the American public was scammed. Well, gosh, I mean, holy smokes, the American public was scammed. Who knew? I mean, come on. It's it's really not like we didn't already know pretty much everything that would came out in the report. So now it's documented as factual. You know, the report revealed ultimately, you know, three years of investigation revealed more fraud and collusion and election interference coming from the highest levels of our very own government than anybody could possibly have ever imagined, except for those who have been paying attention. And friends, guess what's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Huh? Nothing's going to happen. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. And just for the record, uh, I'm not the only one that's pointing out the fact that nothing is going to happen. There was an article over uh, Ed Morsey over at Hot Air says, quote, no surprises here, right down to the complete lack of consequences for those involved. Durham finished his investigation with a report that condemns the FBI. It condemns the FBI, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, and House Democrats for flogging a made-up political attack for nearly three years based on nothing at all. And in keeping with the grand American tradition of special counsels, Durham will do nothing significant to discourage politicization in the future, period, end quote. So there you have it, friends. Nothing's going to happen, just like I said. <laughs> you know, sure, John Hannity, you know, Donald Trump, they get to gloat. They take a victory lap. Great. You know, maybe some people will learn about this for the first time. They're like, oh, my gosh, you mean there's corruption in, in, in the U.S. politics? Oh, my gosh. You know, but in reality, Durham has done nothing but just produce another report about another investigation that has no consequences, despite all of the documented acts of treason. And does it sound familiar? Does that pattern kind of feel familiar to you. You know, it should, because this is exactly what happened last time Hillary Clinton was investigated for, you know, by her friends in the government. 
Right. And you guys, just in case uh, somebody in the listening audience is unfamiliar with the Durham investigation, it was that Hillary Clinton's campaign bought and paid for Russian disinformation. Okay, so Hillary Clinton uh, was central in this campaign. And, you know, by golly, nothing happened, you know, Uh, in previous investigations for her email server, which concluded that, you know, Despite ample evidence of felonious violations of federal law, such as tampering with and destroying evidence, like with a cloth or something, you know, storing state secrets on a private server in her home, which was being hacked by the Chinese, and then, of course, lying through her damn teeth about all of this under oath, uh, and yet the sham investigation came to the remarkable conclusion that... No reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. I mean, come on, you know, no reasonable peasants going to question the corruption in our government. Come on. I mean, why would anybody expect any sort of accountability or any sort of political pushback or anything? I mean, come on. I mean, it's so what? The public was scammed. That's just part of the game. It's status quo. And of course, Just to rub it in, you know, I did put a picture here in the report today, friends. If you are listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com where you can see this smug, arrogant, condescending Hillary Clinton, uh, who was quick to capitalize on her exoneration. She's wearing that hat that says, but her emails, but her emails, you know. Anyway, friends, this brings us back to the brutal reality that we have a corrupt political establishment that operates with exactly zero accountability to the rule of law. And, you know, some people, they claim, oh, we have a two-tiered justice system, and that's not right. Rules for thee, but not for me. That's not right. And I, I agree with that, but I do think that's being just a little bit naive here, friends. We don't have a two-tiered justice system. You know, it would be more accurate to say that we have a broken and dysfunctional justice system. Better yet. Why not just call it like it is and state the obvious that there is no equal justice under the law, period. Okay, used to be maybe liberty and justice for all, though. I mean, those are kind of antiquated notions. You have no liberty except for that short leash the government uses to keep you in line. There is no more justice. There is, you know, at this point, we really have just a class of political thugs who are forcefully imposing their will upon the rest of us. Why they do whatever the hell they want with complete legal impunity. Friends, this is taxation without representation. Is it not? What the hell is going on here? You know, hey, you want to smoke some crack and buy some hookers and pay for it all with shady cash from hostile foreign nations? No problem. You just have to give a cut to the big guy, you know, because if you get caught, you know, the big guy can make sure you'll get in investigated. They'll produce a report, but nothing will happen. They've done it a thousand times. So what? You know, the Durham report proves, oh, the deep state broke the law and stole an election. So what's the big deal? You know, didn't you see that coming? You know, hey, Joe Biden said they have the most sophisticated and inclusive voter fraud operation in American history. I mean, come on, what do you expect? This is how the U.S. government is run these days. So it's really nothing out of the ordinary. You know, the lies and the political corruption and all the bullshit investigations are just par for the course. This is what uh, 
This is what passes as uh, <laughs> politics as usual today. Little uh, excerpt here from another article uh, by David David Strom. He says, "This is what those of us call those of us in the biz call the deep state." Okay, it is very real and very very corrupt. It is essentially a shadow government, totally empowered to abuse power and achieve its political goals. Without the Russia collusion hoax, the past seven years would have been wildly different, and Donald Trump would be the president today. This was a soft coup, period, end quote. So you see how the deep state operates to usurp the will of the people. And regardless of the adjective, a soft coup, you know, as opposed to, you know, a, a less soft coup. No, it's a coup is a coup. You know, they stole the election. It's bullshit. Okay. Durham's report has documented the greatest scandal in American history and delivered a definitive message. Get over it. Get over it. What are you going to do about it? Friends, what are you going to do? The implications are astounding. I do not try to deny that. You know, I do suggest taking some time over the next several days to to really consider as you hear all of the droning on and on about the Durham report. It's going to go on and on and on. You know, consider what all of this actually means. Think about, you know, Hillary Clinton and the email scandal. Think about all of it, friends, all of it. A lot more than we can cover here and now. Think about what it means to have such a corrupt political establishment. And then let me ask you, do you think that the American people are going to do anything about it? Do you think that the American people are going to do anything about it? Is there anything that you think the American people could or should do about this? Honest question on a scale from one to 10. What are the chances that there are enough people out there in America today who are willing to say that enough is enough and to rise up and restore the rule of law? Scale of one to 10. What do you think, friends? What do you think? I mean, even as an optimist, I think the chances are grim. But let's not get downhearted here, you know. Let's go ahead and, and zoom out. Zoop! You know, go way out because there are other things going on in the world. And the truth is we have bigger fish to fry than the Durham report. Just going to say that. But before we get into that, I just want to take a moment to, to, you know, ruminate on the fact that there is magic in every moment, a baby being born, a flower blooming, you know, every moment really is magic. And we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that life is still good, fundamentally good. We eat, sleep, and procreate, and it's good, you know? And that as, lo as long as we're still breathing, we have so much to be grateful for. So taking a deep breath, <sighs> fill up the lungs and pause to feel the heartbeat for a second, and then relax as you exhale, <sighs> and notice how that feels. You know, it feels good to take a deep breath and reflect on the fact, friends, that it is good to be alive. And <laughs> now let's roll up the sleeves because we have some work to do here. You know, it's, it's always necessary for myself to maintain my sanity, to get grounded, 
in what's real right now. You know, I'm alive. I've got breath, heartbeat. Okay, that's good. So then I have choices. I have free will. There's things that can be done here, but it might require effort and hard damn work. So we've got work to do. And we need to acknowledge that none of our political problems are going to fix themselves. And they're certainly not just going to go away. So just like it has taken a long time for things to get as messed up as they are now, it's going to take a while to straighten things out. We just need to have that long-term perspective. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. But in the end, good will triumph over evil, and the truth will ultimately prevail. I choose to believe that. For me, it's a matter of faith. I, 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 I have faith that this too shall pass, that good will win, truth will prevail. But I would be lying, friends, if I didn't tell you that I do have my doubts. I do have my doubts. You know, hackable animals, your guide to the great reset and the new world order. You know, I spell it out. The weaponized AI is a major, major deal. And with the advent of this weaponized AI, the potential now exists that the truth will not prevail. as. We've discussed before, we've talked about it, Torch Report 298, uh, Deep Fakes and the Deep State. We, we have entered into a post-truth era. That's what that Torch Report 298 was about. And the global cabal has declared that we are now a post-truth species. Those are their words, not mine. We are we're post-truth species who can be treated like hackable animals and manipulated at will. Here's a little passage from Torch Report 298 that reveals the true genius of these evil, scheming, globalist bastards. They say, quote, Homo sapiens is a post-truth species who conquered this planet thanks above all to the unique human ability to create and spread fictions. We are the only mammals that can cooperate with numerous strangers because only we can invent fictional stories, spread them around, and convince millions of other people to believe them too. As long as Everybody believes in the same fictions if we all obey the same laws and thereby cooperate effectively, period, end quote. That was actually uh, Dr. Yuval Noah Harari, who I, you know, I really don't like. But as long as everybody believes in the same fictions, we'll all obey the same laws, friends. This is why I spent so much time documenting and discussing the transformation of human consciousness lately. It is the intentional transformation of human consciousness that leads everybody to believe the same fictions and obey the same arbitrary authoritarian edicts of the state. It is the transformation of consciousness that causes an individual to sacrifice themselves to the collective. It is this inner sort of transformation that's so subtle, it's so sly, it causes good people to go woke, to lose their effing minds and accept whatever insanity the state media decides to dish out. And of course, <laughs> uh, this too shall pass. No, friends, uh, this brings me to the, uh, the digital guardrails that the government happens to be fleshing out right now. Uh, I saw out in the news this morning a couple of articles talking about digital guardrails, digital guardrails. What is this digital guardrail? Well, the government needs to put up some digital guardrails to protect the public from the misuse of AI and the ever-present threat of misinformation. 
Just to connect the dots here, you know, people are going woke and losing their minds because they're getting spoon fed propaganda from the state media. Now, the state is using uh, digital guardrails as a term to, you know, to keep people safe from misinformation. According to Jay uh, Obernolte, he's the chairman of the subcommittee for the investigation and oversight on the House Science, Space and Technology Committee. (laughs) Anyway, nice title. But uh, he says that digital guardrails are the first step in regulating AI. Quote from Jay Obernolte, we must make room for the benefits of AI technology while putting guardrails around its misuse and mitigating its potential impacts. We must also implement federal protections for personal data to guard against the misuse of AI in violating digital privacy and fostering the spread of misinformation. In addition to putting guardrails around industry, we must also put guardrails around the government. It is vital that we prevent the use of artificial intelligence to create a surveillance state such as the one China has been using to develop in China. Okay, now, end quote. There are two things I want to point out here. You know, first, the globalists are already using AI to foster the spread of misinformation, such as the WHO's effort to immunize humanity against thinking wrong thoughts. In other words, friends, it is the government that is misusing and abusing this technology to consolidate their control and exploit the public for political gain. That's happening. It needs to be pointed out. It's already happening and it has been for years. The second thing that needs to get pointed out here is that these very same globalists who are trying to immunize humanity by keeping information from them, okay, they've openly declared that China is the role model for the world, which means despite Obernolte's sober warning, the government will be using artificial intelligence to create a surveillance state, the great inescapable socialist surveillance state, just like the commies. Now, this is precisely the plan, and it's been it is it's been being implemented at the global scale for years. Of course, friends, you know, given the fact that all of this weaponized AI is being deployed by weaponized government agencies, I think it would be wise to realize that any so-called digital guardrails will effectively serve like the walls of an invisible fence. Does that make sense? You know, these digital guardrails are there to keep people safe. You know, this invisible fence will keep keep people safe from all the things that the government doesn't want you to know, such as <laughs> the fact that they can now extract human DNA out of thin air, and then they can use it for unprecedented advances in a range of biological monitoring applications. Friends, this is really disturbing to me. And I had to squeeze it in here because, I mean, that if they can capture, extract human DNA out of thin air, they call it environmental DNA. Capturing this eDNA gives a powerful new tool to authorities. And that has some people concerned about the potentials for abuse because China is already conducting extensive DNA surveillance for genetic tracking, which our own government, our own director of national intelligence says has enabled the CCP, the communists, to carry out human rights abuses against domestic minority groups and support state surveillance. That's a direct quote regarding 
the commies using DNA surveillance to, you know, abuse humanity. The DNI also says the commies are snatching up American DNA. And they say, question, would you want your DNA or other healthcare data going to an authoritarian regime with a record of exploiting, exploiting DNA for repression and surveillance? Would you want that to happen? Oh, my gosh. You know, obviously. That's a rhetorical question. Clearly, our own director of national intelligence is looking out for us. But friends, let me ask you, do you honestly think that the corrupt and weaponized U.S. government having your DNA is really any better? How long do you think before they start using this information to genetically track down all those domestic extremist types, you know, to keep people safe and to protect democracy? You know, at this point, friends, if you didn't know it already, the public is being told that we need a moonshot to prevent the far right wing extremists who glorify violence from a metastasizing across the nation. I mean, they're fanning the flames here, but that's what they're telling it. We need a moonshot. Well, isn't, you know, DNA surveillance, a moonshot, friends? I don't know. Never mind all of that. I'm sure we don't need to worry about digital guardrails and genetic surveillance or the deep state targeting political opposition and treating American citizens like domestic terrorists. I'm sure the Durham report is going to straighten everything out, friends. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the website or the Substack app. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know get out there and embrace this terrific tuesday friends and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon 